You're now listening to Shot vs. Smiles. Like I said, it's episode 15, Shopper Smiles. 16. Uh, we're back at it. It's episode 16. Um, he has 15 on the docket. So I said 15. I'm sorry, y'all. It's 16. Oh. <laughs> it says 15 right there. Oh. <laughs> I looked down at the I looked down at the doc. It said 15. I said 15. That's how oh, it goes, uh, but it is 16. No, I thought you were I looking on, on the stream yard. I was like, nope. No, I wasn't looking on stream yard. I looked up the stream yard, it would have said episode 16. I would have said episode 16. But anyway, um, it is your boy Shad, aka Shad Davisky, aka Mayor of Oak Cliff, aka um, just for this episode, Oak Cliff's King of Queens. Queens is in Queens, New York, that is. I'm like the black Kevin James starting tomorrow. Well, yeah, not today when y'all hear this episode. I will be in Queens, New York for AEW Grand Slam. A lot of people are like, I can't believe you're going up there for an AEW event. It's like, it's WWE or nothing. I was like, well, it's actually just for AEW. And if you've seen the card, it's actually a lot of dope wrestlers going to be there. CM Punk, Chris Jericho, uh, my boy Kenny Omega, um, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bri-Bri from uh, The Other Place. And a whole bunch of other dope people that I really, really like. So I'm excited. And also, like I said, my, the, the biggest thing I'm going for is friend of the show, a.k.a. one of my favorite people, a.k.a. the smartest person that I know, Dag. So me and her kicking it all Wednesday before the show. I can't wait for that. Like I like I joked around and said she's gonna take me to Sesame Street because that's the type of person she is. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna take me to meet Big Bird and snuff up snuff up <laughs> But uh, I'm gonna let Joshua, my boy, introduce himself and then I'm gonna go ahead and give this announcement so you guys will know this announcement that has to be made. All right, it's your boy Smiles. AKA Hip Hop Adam Schefter, AKA LaJosh James, AKA your mama's favorite young boy. Um, I don't know. I just did that off the top of my head. I don't Whoa. know. I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. I would have said um, the pro Tim, mayor of Oak Cliff. You're the mayor while I'm gone for these few days. But uh, make sure the Oak Cliff's in tech while I'm gone. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, speaking of the A&W, just wanted to say real quick, shout out to Soon, uh, Art, and Sam for coming through for the latest episode of the Music Impulse, which y'all going to hear this upcoming weekend on Saturday, uh, because uh, Soon and them actually did speak a little bit about a- AEW uh, and, and everything for like real quick. You know, I was quiet because I'm like, oh, you, you know, I don't watch wrestling, but they, they had a little talk a segment about that when we was introducing soon and all that. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to Art coming through from, you know, Jersey City just to see us for the weekend, you know. 
Yeah, I should be seeing him. Hopefully, I see him before I leave because he just keeps delaying the days that he's going to mm-hmm. come back. So, hopefully, he's there when I'm there. He said he'll be there when I'm there. We'll see. Shout out to him, him not having to pay rent out in Jersey. <laughs> he was telling us about how they haven't pay, had to pay rent for like a, a year. And he was like, yeah. And y'all wonder why I'll be cash apping um, these bitches like huge, large amounts. He was like, I ain't got, <laughs> I ain't got nothing else to spend. <laughs> He's a buy invest. No, I'm playing. <laughs> and, and I said, then, well, you could have bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin. <laughs> and then because of uh, uh, you know, uh, scheduling conflicts and everything, he went and bought an interface. He paid $3,000 for it. He just dropped it. $3,000 for it to buy an interface so we could record. I was like, damn. And a $3,000 yeah. $3, didn't come from him. He showed us. Some chick cash at them soon was like, yeah, I heard him on the phone. He was like, yeah, you know, I need $3,000 for this interface because, you know, I'm about to report this podcast and everything. And she was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. She sent him $3,000. Oh, yeah. Like I said, that look, that's Vanessa Williams right there. I done seen the boy at work. I was like, what? Soon was like, he. she literally was like, that's it. Like, she was ready to give him more. <laughs> $3,000. Man. Look, that's why I said you know, he. I, that's why he, he trying to prolong staying here. I'm like, bro, you supposed to have me in New York. You said I ain't got to worry in New York. We'll he, see. He he called he called a girl um that he met here, and she, he was like, yeah, uh, me and my homies we about to go out to eat. Come out with us. She was like, no, I got the kids. He's like, bring the kids too. <laughs> I'll get them some happy meals or something. She was like, no, they already ate. He's like, come on, you know they want some happy meals. She was like, yeah, they're kids. Of course they're gonna want happy meals. She was like, no, I'm not asking. I'm not bringing my kids out. So, so he was like, come on, come on. She was like, they got school tomorrow. He was like, come on, you don't, come on, you can do it. She was like, no, I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to miss out. So I was like, good shout out to Art. I was like, ladies love Art. I was just that's a something. cool, that's a cool cat right there. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, like I said, he better be in New York. Cause I think yeah, every time he keep on talking about like, he was supposed to leave out with me, um, that Monday. Then he was talking about, no, nah, I'm leaving Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, what you staying here for an extra couple of days for? I'm like, yeah, you must got something set up. And he can afford it. And he can afford it, but I'm just saying. I was like, bro, you talking about you was gonna kick him? He wanted. He's talking about he wanted to kick with me like while I was out there. I was like, well, you talking about you gonna come the day I'm what borderline about to leave? <laughs> like, I got you. Stick with you. I got you for like two hours. I was like, for real. I was like, I'm gonna look at him like, yeah, I got a plane to catch. Holla at you. I was like, I told you. I, you said you was coming back Monday when I was coming back. Now this fool talking about Tuesday, Wednesday. I was like, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm gonna be busy. <laughs> you want to kick it with me and Dad? I said, you're gonna have to be back earlier than uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, but we'll see. I'll let you know if we kick it. Um, Anywho, yeah, soon. Um, y'all not getting an episode this week because he's been busy, like we just said, everybody's in town, so he's been kicking with everybody. Um, and he's he's hosting art in the state of Texas, so again, we're not gonna have a Pegasus City Saints episode until I get back and I will review Grand Slam and then we'll. Gonna probably talk about last week, but I told him most likely we ain't gonna talk about last week because then I'm gonna have to remember last week in detail. I'm like, that's a lot. 
like you tell me to remember like four hours worth of stuff to happen. And then I'm about to be in person for another like two, three, four hours worth of stuff. Nah, I ain't gonna remember all that. But Dark Side of the Ring, we are gonna talk about that for sure. Um, the plane ride from hell episode is like the first of the second part of season three. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that. And then we're gonna talk about my trip. Plus, like I said, wrestling. We supposed to be going to Autumn Attack. He hasn't said anything. So I don't know if we're going to Autumn Attack still, but he said we want to go. So we will see if, we, if we're still going. So, yeah, that's a lot going on this week. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited. But now, Art, like I said, I seen the man in action. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, New York's going to be crazy. <laughs> New York is about to be crazy. I said, if he's doing what he's doing now, I was like, oh, yeah. New York's about to be a movie, so we shall see. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's about to be a freaking movie. So, but yeah, oh man, that was that was dope. Soon, soon actually talked to someone that is not just me. I'm I'm happy. Now he talks to Sam. I know he talks to Sam and Art. Um, but you, he was. I was like, I just I didn't realize that until we all hung out. We might as well talk about that real quick. I know you probably talked about on me skin post too, but. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, this was the weekend, uh, last weekend. It was the first time all of us have pretty much, like, linked yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, soon I hang out with almost what, every week. Yeah, because um, I was like, damn, I didn't realize that you've been here three months. <laughs> yeah, like, I've been hanging out with him for a good, like, every week, like, the last two or three months. Um, that's why I was like, yeah, that's why I'm his boy. You know, he like, he tells everybody, like, hey, he's really my boy. He's really my OG. Like, he, I... I ask him a question. He gives me a good, solid answer. He tells me what to do. Like I said, deep conversation. I talk to him. Yeah, because you know uh, I, I, I think we talk. I don't think we talked about it on the pod, but we talked. I think we talked about it uh, before we recording. But just him, just learning, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, he's like, it just seemed like just from like college to now, high school to now. It's like I'm learning something new every day. He's like I'm learning a whole lot from you guys. He's like in." Like it's just amazing, just like just nah. He told me, yeah, he told me that yesterday, last night. Uh, well, not uh, like Saturday, Sunday night. He told me that he was like, You taught me more in the last few months than I've learned in my whole life. I was like, God, dog, but but it's just like, um, um, for everybody who's listening, I talked to him like I talked to Josh, and then Josh just realized Shy just goes into dad mode with everybody, (laughs) he gives like sage advice. To everybody who's willing to listen, that's just the way it is. I don't know why I do it. I just know I like giving sage advice. If you t- take heed to it, if you mm-hmm. ask me my opinion or my, or hey man, you've already been here. What did you do when you were here? You do not take my advice. I cannot help you. But Josh, soon these guys take my advice and they like, I was right. He know how to maneuver. I was like, oh, yeah, I know how to maneuver. And I said, the only funny thing between you and him is you're older than both of us. But but you know how I always feel about that. Forever, forever the student. Nobody knows everything. So it's never going to be a knock to you. I'm always going to be like, hey, if I can help you, I can help you. If you can help me, you know what I'm saying? You can help me. That's just the way it is. Yep, yep, so, yep. So, yeah. But now, uh, back to... Enough of the gooey show of emotion. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool seeing everybody run, art. Um, Sam, I literally, 
only like I don't I didn't did buy like two, three, four uh pods for Sam, but I've never hung out with him. And we talked about that. We were laughing our butts off because I was like, Yeah, he's hung out with Josh. But I said, he was like, I don't like going nowhere. I said, bro, if I ain't going out of town, there's a reason I don't like going out in my own city. Like every time I every time I leave, I don't come out to the wee hours of the morning. I hate that. I don't know. So, I don't know how do. I do it every single look, it never fails without fail. Like I'll be thinking, oh man, I just go out for like a couple of hours. I come right back. Psych, never. It never goes out like that. So yeah, that's why I'm like going nowhere. Because <laughs> when people, because like I said, for those who've ever hung out with me, you know, you do not want to hang out with me for just an hour. After I done told crazy stories, after I done hooked you up, you do not want me to go home. <laughs> you do hey, not want me to leave. <laughs> hey, you just you can just do like me. Just oh man, you nah, you ghosted. I can never ghost. Cause, hey, where you going? <laughs> hey, where you going? That's the first thing. Hey, hey, hey. Follow me. We'll go to the next place. <laughs> I was going to leave you, but I guess we'll go to the next place. You said we were going all. I was like, we going all around the world. All right, all right. So, everybody, yeah. shout where you at? I'm looking for you. I'm home in my bed. I, I haven't done that in years. It don't work no more. <laughs> Me just different. Don't work no more. I'll come get you. <sighs> we got you. Don't want to get us in play. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So yeah, that's how I like going out. Well, yeah, it was like I said. It was good seeing Ron. It was good seeing Art. Uh, soon, I see every week. Probably gonna see him. Like I said, I'm probably gonna see him this weekend. Um, and shout out to uh, Ron too. And uh, Ron, Ron the Wild Boy, he gave me his number. Yeah. He want to do the pod. Yeah, so just listen to him. I was like, Ron, Ron is a wild <laughs> boy. Ron gave me a run for my money as the wild boy of the city. I thought I was a wild boy. You know, he a wild boy. And he was asking yeah. me too about you. Listen, I'm sitting there like, no, I know folks like my own boy, uh, K. He says the same thing about you. There's somebody gone every day. They be losing a lot of people out there. And I mean, it's me and Ron talked about it. I said, bro, I already know. And my homie done lost a lot of people out there. So he said he want to talk about it because he said the stories are wilder than you know. Yeah, then uh, Art was telling me about, you know, the whole Deep Elm thing. He was, he was like, Man, hey. He's like, he's like, oh, he was like, oh no, it's like we had that thing on. Cause like he said, Oh yeah, yeah. That's why he wanted me to go. And I was like, because he said something about the, a, a secu- uh, uh, the uh the guy at the door wouldn't let them in. Uh he tried to pay him like a hundred dollars. Like, then he's gonna let like four bitches in. And I'm like, Oh, for real, I offered you a hundred dollars uh, to let me and two other people in. He was like, You know what I was thinking? All right, now it's time for me to put the gun in your face. We were like, What? <laughs> you went from <laughs> Fuck you, nigga, for not letting us in. <laughs> we got that. Uh, we got that look, fire. I guess, look. I was gonna do it the diplomatic way. Now I gotta do it the gorilla way. <laughs> I was like, that. That's that's a that's a huge leap. But I was like, like, and I was thinking, well, this if, is the thing. I was this like, if Art thing. didn't have it on him, I was like, oh, it had to be. <laughs> yeah, it was my it was my boy, man. It was my boy. I told him I'm gonna um, kick you him soon. We like we dabble. In the same hobby, so yeah, I said we got, I got his number, so you know, yeah, he probably is gonna do a pop with him. Probably gonna have to do that at the crib. 
Probably gonna do it to open the window. Anyway, um, but yeah, like when they asked me to go, and he told me, he told me, he said we got pole. I said, bro, y'all don't understand. Y'all like 24, 24, 25, 23. Y'all youngest, 31 years old. No. If you had asked me a decade ago, oh, I would have been with it. Yeah, that's what I was like. 10 years ago. Whew. That's what I was like. 33 is like, like, I seen a, uh, a post on Instagram earlier, like, yo, I done got to the age where it's like, why can't the, the event start at seven and be in and over by noon by midnight. <laughs> like, Speaking of which, we're gonna we're gonna bring y'all we're gonna bring y'all into like this is 30 plus. All right, so again, the you know, we got we get let's call it what it is. We got the youngest with us. <laughs> we got the youngest with us. They all happy at the trap wine fest that we hit up for Josh's birthday. They kept asking when we was coming. We kept saying like six, seven. Why? Why don't y'all do that? Like, we 30 plus, bro. No. We don't need to be there for one an hour or two. We good on that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> one my, then one of my coworkers said he actually showed up because he said he was like, man, that shit was trash. He's like, I showed up at five. He was like, I was out by like six. He's yeah. Like, I, he was like, I was really disappointed in what that was. <laughs> Look, we had more fun at Black Friday. Right. Let me tell you something. Let me look. Okay, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring y'all to that. We ain't dissing track wine fest. We just saying how they just how they said it on the advertisement, and then the final ticket were two different things. Yeah, I was like, you yeah. understand me? So, me, I got a phone call from my boy. Meet me at Black Friday. Then he laughed because he was like, I didn't know you was gonna roll this deep. I said, I forgot we was all meeting up like this. So we all having a good time. We scared. I knew we were scaring them white folks. They ain't never seen something. Uh, it was a. It was. It was not even all black folks. They, it's just a fact. You had a Hispanic cat. You had a brothers. You had an Asian dude. You had everybody. A Hispanic dude and my boy Steve. You seen all them people. You didn't know what to do. We was bad. And they was like, "Oh my God, they're all here." And I said, "Exactly. That's how we roll. Everybody look. But I always say, everybody's welcome." <laughs> Everybody's welcome on Team Shot. That's that's the way it goes. Everybody, I don't care. We don't care about sexuality, religion, color, none of that. You are welcome. <laughs> everybody is included. So we had everybody. Uh, so yeah, it was fun, yo. It was fun, like Black Friday and that. Uh, like I said, speaking of that uh, Deep Element incident, we had to go get Soon's girl and her friend. Oh yeah, he showed me her uh, the message. He was like, "Yeah, I'm having fun." Dog, I, dog. I, I, like, I can't. Know. I can't go into detail. I'll tell you off mic. But yeah, we. Yeah, it was good that we went to go get him. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, like go yeah, he was showing, he was showing me messages. Uh, she was like, "Yeah, having fun. Yeah, we're doing this. Uh, they're shooting. Yes. Help, help, come get me. Come get us." I was like, damn, he was like, he was like, bro, this is in a two minute span. <laughs> yeah. Her saying how much fun she was having <laughs> two so minutes later. Nathan. Um, it was they're shooting. Help me. And he looked Come at me. me. And he looked at me. I said, boy, you know I'm ready. You know I'm good. Look what I said on the last episode. You know, I'm good for a good rescue mission. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do is go save somebody. 
Yeah, they was talking about me going. So, like I said, we went to go get Soul's girl. Real dope. Like, I like it. And a friend. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, facts. That's all I'm going to say about that. Man, but like I said, I need someone to get out of his shell for one reason. That's my, that's my son. But when I tell you, when I tell you that I was talking to them more than he was, <laughs> I was talking to him more than he, I was like, it's your girl. What am I talking to her? <laughs> you know, I just said, I'm glad you ladies are okay. I'm glad you ladies. I just kept looking back. I'm glad you ladies are okay. And, she, and of course, the one she was from, like uh, the Bronx. She's like, I'm used to that. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody else didn't know what to do. I said, Oh yeah, because everybody in Texas is stupid. She busted out laughing. I said, Oh for real. I was like, Yo. I said, How I move? I said, I ain't never been out east. I, I mostly stay out west, but I know how to maneuver. These folks here, oh, you, you got too much of that uh, southern in them. They don't know what they're doing half the time. They move crazy, so but now nah, young folks want to talk about because they got pole. We finna just go places. I'm like, dude, no. I said, you don't care if you ever go back to Jersey. I, I actually want to leave Dallas for like at least a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I said I I would have to make a lot of phone calls. You only get one phone call a day. <laughs> I'd have to make a lot of phone calls in order to get out of this situation. <laughs> I don't want to utilize my stuff like that right now. <laughs> I want to utilize my connections in the city like that. Yo, help me. What are you doing? Kids, the kids want to go out. <laughs> kids want to go out. Kids want to go out. I'm, I'm with them. They pull out Paul. I'm looking at him. And I said, whoa, what you got there? And Paul looked, you know, and all of a sudden they pay me, Paul. I'm standing there. <laughs> I ain't putting at nobody. I'm putting at the ground. Paul go on. Ricochet off the ground, hit somebody in the leg. Now nah, I'm in here. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, we don't need that situation going there. We don't need that situation. So, yeah, but nah, like I said, it was dope. It was dope seeing everybody finally in person. And then everybody's like, well, you got to see one more person. I was like, of course, I'm going to see Dad. I'm planning this. We've been planning this for months because she was like, you never come to New York. And I'm finally going to tell y'all why I never come to New York. As many people as I know in New York, in New Jersey. The East Coast has never appealed to me at all. It just never yeah. appealed to me. It just never seemed like a place I'd want to go. Yeah, like so, I, uh, I couldn't live in New York. There's too, too much going on. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not just New York. It just feels like the whole Eastern Seaboard just feels weird. Like Philadelphia, um, Boston. I can just name all the places I would never want to go. And New York City was on that list. And then my friends was like, I can't believe you just won't see us because you don't want to come here. And I was like, you welcome to come to Dallas. I'll meet me in California where I know me at. Meet me in the Bay. Meet me in L.A. Nah, you can't come here. I was like, mm-mm. So I'm finally going up there. And the more I, like, the closer it got to the day, well, the closer it gets to the day, because I'm already going to be there by the time I hear this, but the closer it got to the day, I done heard everything about rats, alligators in the sewers. 
it just seems like a dirty, nasty place to go. And I'm like, that's the reason I never wanted to go. It just seemed like, oh, why would I want to go there? Like, all my favorite rappers are from there, but I don't have no reason to be there. I love the music, love the rap, you know. But um, no, I don't need to be there. <laughs> that's really my type of town. But now I'm finally going, and it better be my type of town. I'm going. I'm going with a threat to New York. This better be the dopest thing I've ever seen, because people have been begging me to come here. This better be the flyest stuff I've ever seen. I better be mesmerized, dazed, amazed, confused. This better be the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. New York City, New York. This better be the best thing I've seen. When I got LaGuardia. I swear they better put a lay on me, like I'm going to Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Like it better be that crazy. <laughs> First homeless person I see, I'm gonna be like, "This place is trash." <laughs> which, this I, place. which I found out from my dad that the Lays in Hawaii, that's code also for the people that live there to for them to know who to tax and who not to tax. That's why they give you that. Yeah, because he said they if, uh, they know like, oh, you're a tourist, we're gonna charge you extra. For the stuff that the people that are that are here or already live here, <laughs> that price. I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, that's 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 uh, a code for them to uh, okay, you're a tourist. I'm gonna tax you more." Like, oh, Josh is from here. He he lives here on the islands. All right, you're ten dollars. Oh, shot. He is a tourist. He's not from here. We're gonna charge him fifteen dollars. <laughs> so I'm not taking a lay. That's how you told me to do. Hey, get that up. Look. What a time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the time? They try to put the lay on you. Just make sure you definitely die. Like, hey, I'm from here. My house is over there. That's a hotel, sir. I live on the top. Excuse me. And then I'm going <laughs> No tax me extra. <laughs> Who's what's your name? Don Nelson. I'm going home. <laughs> going to my crib. I gotta tend to my plants. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man. Like that's the reason I never went. It was just—it's just the East has never appealed to me. The closest East I've ever been, I think I told you this already. It was like DC. That's as furthest East as I've ever been, and that's still in the South, sort of. That's like the Southeast. I just never had a reason to be there. I never had a reason to go. Everybody talks about New York like it's the best thing they've ever seen and been to. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. It seems like trash. It seems dirty, overpopulated, and it seems like one of the scariest places in the world. And I've hung out and I've literally been out in the middle of the night in Soma and in Tenderloin. And for people who know about San Francisco, they know what I'm talking about. I've been okay. in Richmond. I've been in oh. Oakland. I was like, bro, those places do not freak me out like New York, and I've never been there. <laughs> and I've seen everything in the Bay Area. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I remember um, leaving the Dubs game. I was leaving the Warriors game. They had just won. Everybody getting on the bus. Everybody chilling. We all good. Yeah, we high-fiving each other, right? Boop, 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 boop. Bus stops. Everybody runs out. Everybody running. 
So we run back, get on the train. <laughs> like, yeah, we ain't taking the bus. <laughs> we ain't gonna take no bus no more. Let's get on this train. And we took the train back to San Francisco, the other side of the bridge. We yeah. So again, I've seen a lot of craziness in San Francisco. And I'm like, I bet this is nothing compared to that dirty, filthy New York City. <laughs> but this is nothing. And like I said, Oakland. No, I mean, Oakland and Bay Area is just places I know because it's places I grew up in outside of here, of course. So, yeah. But, anywho, let's get into the let's get into the topics. Let's get into everything. All right, so what do you want to start, sir? Mm. All right. Well, uh, well I'll, I'll let you get your ALC topic out the way because I know you said you wanted to talk about her and like, because uh, you know, I, I didn't care about none of that weekend stuff, yeah, dressed and all those. I saw that what's for ASAP Rocky looked like a, a, a big old box of uh Captain Crunch uh berries. Yeah, he stole my grandma's blanket. I want that blanket back. I want our blanket back. Took grandma's blanket and wore it to the Met Gal. I was, I was sad. But anyway, the only thing that was dope was um my boy Alexander Hamilton. Not Alexander Hamilton. Uh, man, I said Alexander Hamilton. Not no president, y'all. Um, <laughs> oh man, hold on. The race car driver. I cannot understand why I can't um remember his name right now. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton paid for a whole bunch of um. Black designers to be there got him. I think with a thirty thousand dollar table, that was positive. Um, Diamante was there, <laughs> always positive <laughs> for me. Uh, aesthetically, visually, Kiki Palmer was there. You know what I'm saying? Aesthetically, visually, um, you know everybody else who was who had money was there. But when I saw AOC, I was like, say what? Even though, like in New York, supposedly she was there because, of course, she's one of the most like known politicians, yeah, um, representing New York. But also, I did not realize this, and I only realized this because when I'm going to a few of the museums in New York, but New York residents do not have to pay to go to any of those museums. The MoMA, they don't have to pay. Uh, they can just donate whatever they can to go. Um, the Met, which is where the Met Gala is, is a museum for people who don't know. Uh, again, you can, um, you know, you don't New York residents don't have to pay. They can, again, just donate. So, yeah, they said she was there for that. And she didn't pay for her ticket. And supposedly she didn't pay for that dress, which most people at the Met Gala do not pay for the um outfits due to the fact that it's for the designer to get noted you know to get exposure exposure or whatever so but her said what was it tax the rich something like that it's not something mm-hmm. like that but i just found it contradictory to be at like a event where like you gotta pay like that takes worth like thousands of dollars right that dress i'm sure it was like 10k and you talking about some tax to rich? You really trying to make a political statement? Even though somebody else had uh, somebody had like pegged the government or something like that on their stuff. 
So when I saw hers, I was like, every single time you try to make a statement, I just can't agree with you because of how you do it and where you doing it at all. Like, like I said, it's just be it's just be a lot. You know, if you love AOC, hey, I'm sorry. I, hey, I said her messages get muddled or muddled and get muffled when it gets to me. I don't get I don't get it. It seems, you know, it's like the hashtags. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah I've seen um there's a few articles about people talking about her dress. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I read a couple of them. Like literally just a couple of them. But yeah, it's like, dude, I was the wrong place. Yep, that's it is that's what it's, it looks like everybody's saying. Like, like, yeah. I understand, but I don't understand. The Met got is full of rich people. Why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's dress made the wrong statement. Like I said, that's something I've told you off mic about her. Like, when she talks about, like, the struggles of minorities, that there's a reason I don't, I can't listen to her. <laughs> there's a reason. I told you off my I don't know if you remember what it is, but it still stands true to this day. Medium is the message. AOC defends tax the rich dress worn to tech to Met Gala. You can't. You were there amongst the rich. <laughs> you, you were there. You can't. Like I said, Lewis Hamilton donated three uh 30k, I believe it was, to have black um designers there. Yeah, now that was dope. You, nah. You got lost in the mix, baby girl. I don't know what was going on. That was weird to me. That was weird, beloved. <laughs> that was an awkward exchange, beloved. Yeah, they said, if AOC hates the rich so much, why is she attending an event that only the wealthiest yeah. people in America can afford to attend? Yeah. What was you going to do, tell that to Tom Brady? Only reason mm-hmm. Tom Brady wasn't there because he had a football game. <laughs> That's what it was. Got a football game to go to. Otherwise, you would have been there. If you wanted to attend a party with celebs, we get it. That's all you had to say. <laughs> hey, thank you. That's that's what a lot of people is, were with it. You know what I'm saying? That's just like if I seen Kamala Harris there, I'd say the same thing. Biden, y'all know how I feel about like if it ain't your local government. You know how I feel about it. I think they all goofies. And that was like one of the goofiest displays I've seen in my life. I was like, you were attacked to rich in front of a whole bunch of rich folks. Yeah, it's really telling them. But yeah, they really going to give up their Balmain and their Dior because AOC wore a tax the rich dress at the Met Gala. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. It was just dumb to me. It was real lame to me. Like I said, I'm not saying, well, it's because... You know, I'm a conservative. Blah, 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 blah. I said, if Mitt Romney is up in there in a Gucci suit, I'd be like, fool, why are you there? I know you got the money, but why is you there? Mormon, man. What you there? What you there for? I ain't got nothing against the Mormons. I'm just saying, brother, why is you there? You know? So it's, it's just, you can't sell me on no politics and be around a whole bunch of yuppies, brother. You can't just, you, you got to pick one. You riding with the people, you not. <laughs> Who was your guest? Who was her guest? Somebody from the Bronx? No. Dizamero was there with her? No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody, nobody was there. 
They had TikTokers there. What kind of message? Listen, they had TikTokers there. What was you showing me? What was you showing me with that dress? People do the Corvette, Corvette dance, whatever they're doing now. I don't know on TikTok. Only thing I watch on TikTok is people cooking. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know what the Corvette, Corvette dance is. It's something where they act like they're in a car. I don't know. I don't even know. I just know the song gets on my nerves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that song get on my nerves. But yeah, they had them there. Like I said, the only thing I watch is like cooking and wrestling stuff on there. And uh, other things I can't mention that's on TikTok. <laughs> but I like it. You know, it's, what, it's, it's my thing. It's what I do. Uh, <laughs> hey, as long as it's not illegal, I don't mind. It ain't illegal. It ain't legal on that. You know, it don't. It don't. It doesn't mess with the community guidelines, as you as you put it. But anyway, so yeah, you know, I, I just wasn't feeling it because I said there's there's some stages you just don't make statements on, and that was one of them. But like I said, shout out to Lewis Hamilton uh, for supporting Black creatives. Uh, good for you, race car man. I appreciate that. So <laughs> I don't want to go on another rant. What 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 do you what what's Joshua going to talk about? Cause I I got another rant in me for this show, but I don't want to go back to back on my. I can't believe this rant. Up, this is ridiculous rant. Oh, see, I, I, was, <laughs> I already know because I already know what it is. Um, <laughs> I was like, and then, <laughs> um, well, we can kind of end it. Uh, no, we can. We'll probably end it with that one or somewhere before the, the other main thing. Um, let's go with um, let's go to some, some some sports talk with the you know, you went to the last Dallas Wings game, then you know I want to talk about that, uh, that crossover to, from old girl. Oh, from Erica Wheeler. Yeah. Um, okay, I was supposed to go to the last one, uh, which was this Sunday against the um Los Angeles Sparks. But they didn't give me my media credentials till literally last minute, so I didn't get to make it. Like when they gave my credentials, it was like tip off. <laughs> yeah, like right at four o'clock, they was like, "Yeah, we we got you." What? Like uh, <laughs> by the time I got there, the game would have been like at halftime because WNBA WNBA games go out really really quick, like really quick. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see. Taya Cooper or anybody else on the sports that I want to see. Hey, I was going to interview her. I ain't going to say, woo. If I say that, I'm going to say that off mic. Uh, Alvin Kamara, don't come after me on my boy here. Practice. Uh, <laughs> look, 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 look. Stay, stay on the field, brother. Stay on the field. Just, just keep, just, just, just keep running that ball. Um, <laughs> All I gotta say is, Dwight Howard's a very lucky man. Oh, uh, he ain't. No, nah, Alvin Kamara's a very lucky man now. Oh, 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 okay. She's not with uh, Dwight no more. Okay, well, Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara. Well. Yeah, and I found that out like literally two days ago. Like, and the reason was because, of course, when I research, when I interview people, I research them first because you never know what you may want to talk to them about. And I was like, another athlete. But anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, uh, that's the only reason I didn't get to do that one because they literally didn't give my media credentials to like the very last minute. Uh, but anyway. And I'll tell you another reason why. Um, off mic, we finished the episode. Um, yeah, so the one I did attend was the New York Liberty versus the Wings, of course. And you brought up Erica Wheeler 
in the crossover. And I was like, oh, he actually watched the game, or he must watch the highlights. Just it was overall. Clip. It was on Instagram. It was a clip on Instagram. It was an overall good game. So yeah, that was probably that's probably the highlight of their entire thing because they lost. I mean, they're still in the playoffs. They're like literally at the bottom of the list. They're like I think they're the last slot um, of the eight. Yeah, they are the last slot of the eight because the Wings are seven. So we literally lost. Like it was like win, loss, win. They won home. They won both games at home. Um, but they lost the game. Um, uh, who they go against? Was it? Was it? I want to say was it Minnesota? Was it? I forgot who they. I forgot who the last away game was. But they lost that game. Uh, like I said, they lo- they won the last two home games. So that kept them. They pl- they clinched with the Liberty victory. Uh-huh. And of course, they're permanently at seven when they won today, which was the last regular regular home game. So, and speaking of which, uh, for anybody who did attend, I know you probably got like the autograph, well, a shirt with the autographs on it. That was pretty cool. And you also got some, the first issue of W Slam. I believe they had those at the game because the WNBA oh. arenas are supposed to have that. I already pre ordered mine. Um, even though this certain reporter does not talk to me when I am in a media capacity. But I will shout her out anyway. This ain't a diss song. It's a real song. Y'all know me as well. People who really know me, not 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 the Fugazi people who act like they know me. If you really know me, I just call a spade a spade. That's just the way it's always gonna be. But shout out to Dorothy Gentry who had a uh, who had a byline in there, um, and Arike Ogumawale for being on the cover. I believe she's with Diamond the Shields, and it's not Erica Wheeler. But one of the Liberty players, I cannot think of a name right now. Uh, I make them like I can't just look at the cover right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. I know Diamond DeShields from Chicago, um, and of course uh, Dallas is a Rikel Gubin Wale uh, on the cover. When I saw the cover there, I'm like, oh, that's a nice uh, trio of ladies on there. Yeah. You know, I you know I had to get it because, like I said, I. I'm probably one of the number one, like, fan advocates <laughs> of the WBA. Um Okay, yep, I found it. Benesia. Benesia. Yeah. Hopefully I did. I know I butchered your name, baby girl. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> but yes, Diamond DeShields, who is, um, for people who don't remember, um, um the um why can I think of his name? Delano DeShields, who used to play for the Rangers. Now he plays uh I believe in he plays in Cincinnati. But he used to play here. He's more he's more known for being here. Um I still think full line about being five nine because I met Delano DeShields and I was standing over him. Um, <laughs> I was like, that fool about five, six, five, seven, y'all. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's her brother. Who he, he from time to time, I guess he still has a place here because baseball players make the kind of money where they can buy like thirty houses if they wanted to. Um, <laughs> he comes to her games when like when Chicago plays Dallas. Um, so she's on the cover, which I think she's a really good basketball player too. I just think that the Shields family overall is a great. Um, yeah, it's a great 
sports family because everybody good at their respective sports. But anyway, yes, if you went to the game, you got a – you know, you got the first issue of W Slam. It's a lot of dope um, female – reporters in that um who contributed to that to that i would say episode issue (laughs) so like i said again i got mine um because remember i was one of the before kobe you know i was i was showing up with the sue bird shirt on right i had the uh orange hoodie i was i was at the first wings games in 2016. remember i was already at the games i was chilling at them games man so you know what I mean? Like, so it's something I'm really passionate about when it comes to the W, just like I am for the G League. Uh, those are like two of my favorite. Because everybody loves the NBA. But I'm like, man, I've seen some real dogs in the G, G League. Speaking of which, you know my favorite story to always tell, and that's Cameron Payne. Seeing him drop, mm-hmm. like, what was that, 43 points in person, and then get to talk to him about it afterwards was crazy to me still. And then before I knew it, I seen him going off on TV, and I'm like, "Wow!" I literally just talked to that guy like a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then thinking, "Damn it! Why didn't my my team actually pick him up?" Of course, the Mavericks aren't going to pick him up because, like I said, um, I'm going to talk about that again this year. How the Texas Legends pipeline is useless because they never they never utilize it. But there is new people there. Um, Shout just out them, to just call them the NBA legends. <laughs> exactly. Just call them the NBA legends, bro. Like stop calling or, them Texas legends or stop affiliating them with the Mavericks because yeah. the Mavericks ain't using them. But anyway, uh shout out to my best friend, the GM of the Mavericks, <laughs> Nico. <laughs> shout out to my shout out to my you know, no, the reason I I'm like jokingly calling my best friend because I he was at um he was at that he was at the game. The Him and Bill Davis. Duffy. Yeah, he was at the um, Wings and Liberty game. Lost up. Him and Bill Duffy. Lucas' um, agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why Lucas' agent was there because Lucas still, I believe, in Slovenia, Spain, or wherever he is. But he was with him. Um, what was it about to, that? Good way to talk business without, like, like yeah, no. talk business by, look, by also looking like uh, some good advocates and supporters of the WNA. Well, I'll tell you why. Another reason why Nico was there. Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, but, yeah, he, like, after the game, I went up to him. And he remembered me from the pressure. <laughs> Y'all don't understand how weird it gets with me. And, like, because, again, Josh has been doing this since college. He brought me in this about, what, two years ago, right? Some of it. Yeah, something like right that. Here. Brought me in here about two years ago, right, y'all? So when I meet people, it's still weird to me because when I meet people as a like a fan or just whatever, whatever, casually, that's one thing. But media me meeting people has been so weird because I'm like, dang, I gotta ask you like hard questions. I gotta. I mean, I'm up here like sometimes when I ask people questions, I'm feeling like I'm offending them. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so. So I saw, you know, after that awkward exchange at the presser for anybody who remembers that mass presser when Jason Kidd got here, I met Nico Harrison afterwards. He shook my hand. I told him, hey, you know, what my name was. Hey, Rashad Miller. Um, I should be here for a few games during the season, if not the season. Um, You know, hope to talk to you 
during the season. He's like, yeah. He said, shot, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, okay. I'll see you around. I said, all right. Okay, cool. So when he saw me, he said, Rashad, right? I said, what? It, you remembered my name. I said, you remember my name? Like, that That still wears me out, like, when they do. Or, like, when certain players see me, they're like, ain't you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. So, yeah, it's still, it's still a weird feeling. So, yeah, I saw him after uh, the game. Um, and then I got to meet one of my favorite players. Well, a few of my favorite players after the game. I got to talk to Satu Sabali. I know I said last week I was going to have the brief, brief interview. It's like literally 40 seconds. Because after that game, of course, they, everybody's excited that they clinched the playoffs. But everybody else, like how WNBA games work at the end, it's just like an NBA game or anything else. Mm-hmm. Except for G League. G League, they have like the kids and everybody get their autographs. They kind of do that for WMEA too, but you kind of can't autograph it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I talked to these. I talked to her and Chelsea Dungy real briefly. Chelsea Dungy barely has been playing, but she got to play in that game. <laughs> so I talked to her about it. Um, so, yeah, I know I said last week I was going to have it, but this week, by the time you hear this episode, probably that Wednesday, this Wednesday. I'll drop it. I'll probably that'll probably be the last thing I work on while I'm out of town. That'll probably be the literal last thing I work on. So anyway, yeah. So back to who I met. I finally got to meet one of my favorite players, Sabrina Ionescu. You know, one of the one the one of the few Kobe disciples that we have here outside of Jewel Lloyd. Uh, my boy. Luka Doncic, who I keep telling y'all, is not the new Dirk. He the new Kobe. You know what I'm saying? If you ever seen a man play, and he and look, you see how mad he get. Last time I seen him brother get that mad, his name was Kobe Bean Bryant. Just think about it. Think about what I'm saying. If he knew better English, he'd be cussing everybody on the Mavericks out, especially when they got knocked out in that first round. But that's another story for another time. Um, <laughs> um, I also uh, got to meet Marina Mabry. Uh, after the game, um, I was telling everybody our favorite story of somebody who's on the Liberty, and she was ready to go, so I didn't get to ask again. Um, and you know who that is, Dee Dee. Oh, Carrington. yeah, Dee yeah, yeah. Dee yeah. Carrington. Yeah, I was going to ask, I, I remember the name, but I don't remember all the teams they be on. Yeah, she was, she's on the oh, uh, yeah, she's on Liberty. Um, she looked good. Um, <laughs> she looked good that night. Um, but yeah, I was gonna ask again, like, yo, me and my dog hit you up to do the pod. What's good? You didn't want to do it. I said, Well, shoot, can you talk to me for like 30 seconds now? You know, so yeah, I got to see Dee Dee Carrington. Um, yeah, but like I said, she up there, she said, Mama, I'm ready to go. So I didn't get to talk to her. <laughs> she hugged who she was gonna hug, talked to who she was gonna talk to, signed her autographs. Hey girl, how you doing? Get me the fuck out of Dallas. And get me out of here. Yeah, she was on the bus. Uh Sabrina <laughs> Inescu, she kicked it to the point. She said, I'll take an Uber. Y'all gone without me. Cause literally they were just waiting on her. <laughs> Cause she was talking to Nico Harrison. I was, I had to Google because Bill Duffy was there. And I'm looking like, wait, 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 You know, I was like, I know that's not her manager. So it you know, so it wasn't for people who do that Googles. But yeah, she was with her dad. 
And that's another thing I like about WNBA games. It's kind of crazy. Like their parents and stuff be following them on the road. If they stay with them, you know, everything, make sure everything's right. But with her, but with her, I just, I totally understand. Because I'm sure everybody's pounding her for interviews and this and that because of who she's affiliated with, who basically her second family is in the Bryants. So, yeah, but I got to meet her. And, um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting night. like I said, I'm gonna have an interview with Chelsea and Satu up very soon. Ah oh, man, Alicia Gray dissed me though. <laughs> Alicia Gray dissed me. I asked her for a few minutes of her time, and she said, "If you want to interview with me, you're gonna have to set it up with the media people in a proper um, environment." AKA, I'm about to. I don't know. I'm gonna bring cameras out and sit her down like. Uh, Damn. I'm ESPN or something. <laughs> And I'll give them the pre-scheduled questions. <laughs> I'm like, is this light good for you? I had wow. a catering table. I said, dang, I, I spent more money on this interview than I've done anybody else's. <laughs> I have caterers here. I have lighting people. I have a cameraman. <laughs> this is for five minutes. <laughs> this is for five minutes of your time. <laughs> but I understand. She just came back fresh from a gold medal. And she's, you know, I've I've seen her. She's more reserved. You know what I'm saying? She's going to talk to who she talked to. So I understood. I didn't take no, like, it wasn't like the other story about, like, the big three and John Sally. Screw that guy. Um, <laughs> that was, yeah, screw that guy. Now, that was just me. That was just overall, like, uh, a whole move on his behalf. Random. I was just looking at Bill Duffy's client list. He got the best one. Yeah, yeah. What? Luca ain't the only, like, top guy he. <laughs> no, because yeah. no, no, it was just the some of the names that popped out to me that I thought would be funny to mention. Like first, me. first one, our guy, we've mentioned him in a couple episodes. Greg Odin. Yep. <laughs> if we Buckeyes fans, y'all don't understand how disappointing that is. <laughs> y'all don't understand how disappointing that is. <laughs> I told you I already knew about this one because uh, they both did one of my sessions, you know, Ray John Rondo. With I mean, you talked about that uh, off offline, but from when I did yeah. the session, <laughs> um, Steve Nash, Yao Ming, Stanley Johnson. Uh, what was, uh, yeah, we already knew about Goran. We already knew about that one. Um, I think it was one of the name. Oh, oh, Patrick Beverly. That was the other name that that popped out to me. I was like, I was like, oh. That's why Goofy's was thinking that he was coming to Dallas. Well, Bill Duffy is Lucas' manager, is Lucas' agent, so he might come to Dallas. Like, that man talks so much trash to us, and we talk so much trash to him. He was not trying to come here to uh, hang out with us, bro. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's not how same, that works, bro. Same manager or not. And plus, I think nowadays, teams probably, like, we really don't need to have no more than two, maybe it's like because three is kind of stretching when it comes. They're probably already mad that like half the guys want to sign to uh clutch sports. Like, like, no, we can't be having this many players reps by the same same people on, on, on our squads like this. Like that's that shows how much these these agents and these uh people have have too much power. Like uh, like three of my starting five all signed to the same guy. Like, come on now. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like he also had like DeAndre Ayton, RJ oh, yep. Barrett, 
and my boy Scotty Barnes from yeah. uh, who plays with the Raptors, which has now became one of Drake's closest friends. I hate when Drake does that to a new Raptor. They're like his best buddy all of a sudden. <laughs> he wears their jersey like 30 seconds after they got drafted. I'm like, how did you get a jersey so quick? But I can't hate because you already know I'm trying to, like, I want the Mavericks to one day acknowledge me like that. So where I just be repping the Mavericks, like, subtly. And the new rookies coming to town, they're like, man, Shad took me to Salt Bay's restaurant. And <laughs> he had my name on the Omni building. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> Try to get on that level. He just sent me the invite, like, hey, Tuesday night, meet here, 7 p.m. Dress up. <laughs> he bought me a bottle of champagne. I'm only 19. I'm like, but you NBA star. <laughs> you deserve like, the ace of spades. You ain't have to drink it, just take it home. <laughs> like this is just my, my show of you know appreciation for you joining my squad. You know what I'm it is. I'm young Drizzy. Because you know that's part that's what Drake do. He probably just be like, hey, you know, just either come to the crib or you know, hey, meet me here. I mean, he gave Amari um Bailey a chain. All he had to do was give him his mom. But anyway, uh <laughs> I can't believe people mad that he took a picture with his mama like that. I was like, I'm not mad at you, Aubrey. I'm not mad. That was show, show. Look, this is my girl. This is my woman. This is what I'm doing. This is my thing. The certified, the certified lover boy. I am not mad. But yeah, Bill Duffy, um, yeah, he was there at the game. But uh, it was because, like I said, Nico Harrison, of course, is a former uh, Nike exec. So, of course, he knows Sabrina. And Bill Duffy is like extended family. So, but it was just wild to see Bill Duffy there. Because I'm like, y'all basically like Team Luca, bro. Like, this is Luca's squad right here. This is his people. But he is not in town. Um, But, yeah, those are like the two main people I saw there. Um, I always laugh with me as media. I will take a selfie with media. Like, I will take a selfie even as media. And the reason I do that is because if you can't give me an interview, I at least want to say I met you. And the one thing I do, I don't post every picture, and you know why. There's usually a story behind the reason I do that. Like, Sabrina Inescu, she took a selfie with me, but at the end of the day, she was not trying to talk to nobody about no basketball game. Right. She, wanted to, she wanted to hang out with her dad and the people that she knew and basically go back to the hotel, hang out, go to the next game. Focused, you know what I mean? So... I wasn't mad. So I just I'm just happy to meet it because you know, like I said. Another thing, and I'm going we're gonna go to the next thing of this. You know how I feel about doing all this media stuff. I ain't got no homies out here. <laughs> I ain't got no homies out here. So I get to do what I basically I tell people, like you see my interviews and stuff like that. The reason like you even asked me one time, how do you get to your questions? How do you feel so comfortable? Why? You want you wanna know the truth? I never said I think I've said this to you already. I'm gonna say it on air too. My secret is there's no there's no guidelines. There's one and two. I go into every interview and every interaction with these people. Like I have nothing to lose. That's what it you is. To, you got to because you really don't know know when it could be your last. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know when it's my is gonna be my 
oh, like this may be my only chance to talk to him, one or two. Who knows how many times they're going to yes these credentials? <laughs> how many times we keep getting these yeses? You know what I'm saying? So I just go in there like that. It's not really, like I said, I have no real co signers when it comes to that stuff. Like we got co signers for the spot, we got co signers for music impulse. But when I do my sports media stuff, people say it's good. They like the questions I ask. Me, what? But I ain't got people bringing athletes to, to me to interview. You know what I'm saying? I just Not don't. yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. But as of right now, I don't. People are not like, man, Shaw's a good interview. He ain't going to ask you nothing crazy. You know, he just want to know about the game. He just, you know, talk to you about sports. I don't, I, like, I don't extend past that. I'm going to ask you, oh, yeah, your mom or, Oh man, I remember you said that your uncle died of heroin overdose. How does that affect you as a player? Why is your three point percentage so high? It's because of that. Like you know, what I'm saying like, no, I don't. I don't do those weird things like they do when they're drafting them and they show you those sob stories. I don't do that. I just want to know. Okay, you're really good at this. What are some of the things you contribute to the court? What is what is your favorite thing to do for this? And that's it. But yeah, I go on every interview the same. I'm Can you like, hook me up with one of your single teammates? Thank you. Yeah, that's well, WNBA. Hey, remember, I cover G League too. I don't want nobody saying, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yo, my man. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, hey, let's be, let's be coddled, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. about what's going on here. But yeah, when it comes to WNBA, like I said, I'm really trying to open that door. Like I said, I love the G League door, but I really want to open that WNBA door because. One of the things I'm very adamant about, and you know I am, is about the branding, uh, letting them talk. Because I really just hate, like, they only talk about the political stuff. I said, no, these young ladies really know the game. So it'd be cool to hear it from their perspective more than just, oh, well, she's cute and, oh, she does fashion and all this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, these... Ladies really know the game. They they work on their craft just like the men do. Um, I try to more or less bring that because for them goofies who tell them to go in their kitchen or whatever that mess is, like, they in the gym. How LeBron in the gym, these ladies are in the gym too. How your favorite players in the gym, period. They're in the gym too. Hopefully they're not working on moves and stuff that they're not going to use in the game. When he said that, I said he must be talking about Ben Simmons or somebody of that nature. But like I said, uh, I still need to get with Keanu and Sam. That's probably why I said really wanted me to be on that music game post episode. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it was just gonna be a Ben Simmons diss fest. <laughs> How we hate Ben Simmons, but uh, yeah, the, you, I, I feel that was directed towards Ben Simmons. Um, because everybody else, I've never seen nobody practice on something they ain't not going to use. Somebody tried to bring the stupid footage of, like, when LeBron was playing, like, quote-unquote football with the basketball. And I was like, they were playing Madden through the bubble, one. And two, he ain't supposed to joke around. He's supposed to have be loose. The man's, what, 35, 36 years old now? Yeah. And let him be loose. Let him get loose out there. Let him have fun. You're trying to enjoy these few years he got left on the court. Let him do that. Do you know? Oh, uh, when you talk about like the the women, do you know of any w- women um, that are, I guess when it comes to like LeBron is very analytical in his memory. Do you, do you know of any WNBA players that you said that you would say 
are kind of like him in that way, just analytical and can remember a lot of like, yo, yeah, I remember when like Lisa Leslie did this in like this game back in this end and like give like the whole play or just or, like real analytical. Like from back in the day, like from back in the day. Well, I guess I just like any women that's I think you would say like are just like, very analytical when it comes to like the game. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like Megan Rapinoe kind of takes Rapino. I mean, I'm sorry, Megan Rapinoe kind of takes a little shine from her because she's like one of the famous, most famous soccer players in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue Bird, Sue Bird's seen it all, done it all. Um, so she has tons of stories like that. Uh, Diana Taurasi, she know everybody game, men, women, dog, cat. With, if if she's seen, she probably remembers everybody's ever bounced the ball. So I, I'll put her up there. Okay. Um, Lisa Leslie herself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nancy Lieberman, who's always a good person to see. Uh, she, I, I don't know. I don't know if she remembers my name. I guess she just remembers my face. But every time she sees me, she gives me a hug. And she's like, hey, how you doing? I was like, I'm doing good. So, you know, shout out to Nancy Lieberman. Um, yeah, I can name a whole bunch of ladies like that. Like I said, I love, I just love the women's game. Um, because um, my son said, my son soon said straight up, he's like, it's actually really good. Like, it's better than the guys, really. And I said, yeah, I've been saying that for years. But if you don't come to the games or you don't watch the games, you don't believe me. Totally. In high school, really I, used to, I used to go to the like majority of my cousin's uh, basketball games when we was in high school. I used to be like, yo, these women play better. Only thing I, I, I'd only root against her when her school played my school, but other than I'd be like, oh, my cousin got a game. I'm going, I'm going to go see her either going to her school or I'll go to the other school just so I can watch her play. Because they actually learn the game. That's what it is. I tell guys that about um, – the women's game. I said they learn the game. They learn the fundamentals. They know some. Some of them, you know, some on ball hogs. I'm not gonna name who because they on my when I'm on my team. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they really know the game. Yeah, because that's, that's how I got it into uh, women's college basketball. Because I'm like, yeah, if I like the high the high school, just watching my cousin. Let me check out the women. On, and I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, we got had great teams like Tennessee and Oklahoma, um, UConn, UConn. Yeah, so it was like I was watching those teams, and I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of that, um, the Final Four was really, really dope. Um, but the thing that kind of hurts my feelings about the young ladies that played in that. Some the ones that were eligible to be drafted were drafted, but they're really not. They really didn't do nothing crazy this year. So rookie of the year, you you kind of just got it because you were slightly better than everybody else. That's kind of going to be disappointing. Um, the rest of the awards are going to be valid. I really do. I still think that Asia Wilson is going to be the first back to back. Um. MVP since Cynthia Cooper. Stewie has a big Stewie Stu Stewie's up there. She might Stewie might get another one. Uh Brianna Stewart, for people who don't know. Um, but my money's on Asia Wilson. I hope it's Asia Wilson because like I said, me seeing her play, she's literally even in the Olympics, she was really, really good. 
Like, you know, she was she she's the epitome of a team leader. I, I just like how she plays the game ever since she mm-hmm. was in uh, South Carolina with uh, Coach Don Staley. Mm-hmm. Um, just a big fan of her game. Now, that's one of my dream interviews. I wish I could talk to Asia um, about the game because she knows the stuff. Oh, Coach Don Staley, that's another person that can definitely, like, run back plays and tell you about things because she's seen it all and done it all, too, from both as a player and a coach. Remember, she was on that 96 um, women's Olympic team that oh, wow. basically brought the women's basketball um, here to the forefront. That pretty much is why they birthed the WNBA. It's because oh. of those ladies right there. Rebecca Lobo. Yeah, um, I remember Cheryl Rebecca Scoops, Lobo. Yep, um, like I said, Cynthia Cooper. Um, like I said, Lisa Leslie, Don Stally. Oh, man. That's taking me back. Those, I think, you know what's so funny about the 96 teams? I remember those women way more than I remember the men. And it was like Shaq. Yeah. Penny was on that team, I believe. Sean Kemp. Um... I want to say uh, who else was on that team? Gary Payton, I believe, was on that team. Yeah, I remember that night sixteen. But I was like, y'all wasn't beating, y'all weren't better than them ladies though. That's the ladies had number. Like you go back on that ninety six women's team. That ninety six women's team had number killers on it. Um, that made me. I, I just thought about something because uh, you remembering that reminds me of the one day you were talking to me, and I was asking you about how you remember. I feel like. If you were a basketball player, you'd be another like. Oh man, I'd be. That's why I said like when I really get into media, like hopefully I'm doing like I told you, um, we don't we don't really care where we're doing this at, as long as we're doing this for a long time and hopefully get a check off of it one day. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be that guy. I'm definitely gonna be like the. I told you, I'm like the in my mind, I'm the Black Bill Simmons. <laughs> I'm the Black Bill Simmons. I can like recount um, games from like the time I was like four or five, six years old to now. Yeah, I'd be like, what? how did you remember? He's like, yeah, I can that's... remember like random scores. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, like I still, I believe. Um, like, I remember Dirk's uh, third game when he was with the, the Mavericks and he did the one play in this and they end up winning 108 to 97. Because he did like the one, like what? Why do you remember such I a specific game? Yeah, it was his third game in the in the league, and yeah, <laughs> he only I played, tell he only played twenty seven minutes. I tell people this all the time. Like, there's been people who hate Kobe Bryant. You sit there and talk to me for 15, 20 minutes about Kobe Bryant. You're gonna end up loving Kobe Bryant because I'm just gonna bring up things. I'm just gonna talk to you about. Like, I'm like, do you remember? This one game or and he did this. And, oh man, that's just like what I messed with Bibbs. Shout out to Bibbs Corner and the Mavs Outsiders. We sat there on a on a Zoom and he was like, How do you remember all of that? I said, Bro, when it came to Kobe's game, and people tried to tell me he was copying Jordan, he was doing this. I'm like, no, he was on the phone with Jordan. There's a big difference. They're looking at a tape and copying a movie saw on a tape. There's a big, there's a big difference. Um, and calling the man and saying, hey, how did you do this? He did that with everybody, with every legend in the game. I mean, that's one of the advantages of being the son of a basketball player, which people forget, um, and two, being a student in the game. Kobe won five rings because he deserved them, not because of Shaq, not because of Bowser Saul, because 
And that man studied how to beat his opponents. You don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of that these days, except for LeBron. So, yeah, yeah that's what I, I definitely believe that that would definitely <laughs> be you if you were. Uh, yeah, like I said, one day I'm gonna have a player, football player, baseball player. I feel like you just like, yeah, uh, like, how'd you do that? It just reminds me of, like. The one game I had to do, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> remember the one game of when uh, Tregman went down and Jason Garrett had to basically bring the game home, <laughs> and he had to, he he threw it. He had to pass to get to Emmett Smith, and Emmett Smith ran it for like forty yards, and they won the game by seven points. I don't rem- I don't remember specifically how Jason Garrett did it, but he, when he passed it to Emmett, I knew he was gonna win the game. You'd be like, how do you remember when Jason Garrett had to – I'm like, when Jason Garrett had to become the quarterback for the Cowboys, I'm like, I remember. You were six. I'm like, I remember <laughs> what I remember. He did this He did this uh, move with his feet, and then he – like, it was just such a beautiful play. He, he juked him. I still remember when Deion Sanders was here. And in 1995, he did. <laughs> like, I just remember – like I said, I love sports to the point. The reason I don't want to necessarily like me doing wrestling is good for me. Me doing wrestling is very good for me, um, because like I said, if I talk basketball, if I talk football, if I talk baseball, you know, people like I said, people try to tell me I'm wrong about stuff, and then like I still remember my biggest example of this is Kevin Martin. I don't know if you remember Kevin Martin um, from the Houston. He played for the Houston Rockets. I want to say he played. Um, once they play for the Kings, I know I think he played for the Timberwolves too. But Kevin Martin was like this pretty mid player, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's giving me stats and stuff like that, telling me he belongs in the mass. And I said he doesn't even belong in the league. Right after I said that, no team picked him up. Bruh, y'all can give me stats all day. My eye test never lies. <laughs> I said, oh, not- okay. Now that I see him, I do remember this guy. Yeah. I see his face. I he was never that impressive to me. He he was a good role player uh, at best. He was from Ohio, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. But Kevin Martin, yeah, he was I that was one of my biggest examples of like when I said basically this is why I don't want to do sports shows because you're gonna try to tell me something that I'm saying is wrong when I'm absolutely right. So <laughs> so yeah. That's that's pretty much where that started. But yeah, let me I know y'all guys who listen to us are probably tired of like the sports talk. So we're gonna talk about Freddie Gibbs freestyle. How'd you feel about it, sir? Fire, 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 fire. It's always fire. Fire. Like this Freddie Gibbs is just letting niggas know, hey, I've I've been doing this. I'm just letting you know, I've I've been doing this. But all you guys that slept on me all those years, he he's like, hey Josh. Talking to you all those years, your friend Lowe was trying to tell y'all that this nigga Gibbs was amazing. You didn't pay attention, but then I left CTE and started doing some Jeezy and really just putting in that work. And then now y'all like, oh, he's actually quite nice. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm dropping albums with like Alchemist and Matt Living. Y- y'all finally, oh, I'm nominated for a group. So y'all just now paying attention. Yeah, so, talking to y'all. Josh, mm. my God. Like I remember, like you was like, man, you sound like love. And I said, 
bro, you ain't never listened to Gibbs, bro. <laughs> Gibbs is hard. Like, oh my God. But yeah, uh, Vice Lord Poetry was, was mad nice. I'm gonna listen to it again after this after this recording. But I don't I don't, I don't think I don't think uh, Kendrick Kendrick's not gonna respond. I was like, because Kendrick's probably like, yeah, you that was nice. I hate when, I, you know what? It's just like uh, I believe we talked about this with uh, Mickey Fax. I hate when people say that certain people people shouldn't respond to. I was like, nah, K dot, you need to respond to Freddie Gibbs. Oh, he should yeah. respond, but I don't think he is. I think he. Yeah, like, I don't uh, think he is, but whatever, he definitely gives it somebody worthy. Yeah. Yeah, if Gibbs went against Lupe, I think we would get like a good back and forth. <laughs> I think Lupe, I think Lupe would make time for Gibbs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, to where it would probably end in like a real fist fight because he'd be doing like some karate stuff and then like basically Freddie Gibbs would be fighting him with his son like in a, like in, on his arm. <laughs> with with I, a little rabbit. <laughs> and then I then I bet you you can tell what my fa- my favorite part of the um the freestyle was. Go ahead and tell me. It was the honesty moment that he, he gave in the fact that, like, yo, yeah, back in the day, you know, I dissed this nigga Rose, which was like, yo, I was just riding, I was with signing CTE, I was signing Jeezy at the time, y'all was beefing, you know, and I, I dissed, I dissed Rose and the MMG just because, you know, I was riding with my guy, you know, I'm signing him, I'm riding, but now it's like, yo, now years later, that's my big bro. I can hit him all the time and he gave me great advice. I was just like, that's facts. Speaking I was like, I love, I love, I love the honesty moment in in that. Speaking like, of which, buy the book. Yes. Um, I love it. Like I said, I had to listen to the audio book. I had to pre, I pre-ordered the audio book on Audible. Speaking of which, this show is on Audible. Um, Tuesdays noon to two. Oh, excuse me, kickback. Um, anyway, <laughs> Ricky Rose. Uh, yeah, the Ricky Rose moment was dope. But yeah, like I said, listen to that uh, Vice Lord poetry. It was fire. Now, so, do you do do you, do you have an issue with him not throwing like yeah, he freaks out over Drake's thing, but do you have an issue with him not even maybe even like throwing shots at Drake, like letting him know like, hey nigga, I'm better than you too? It'd be a or, weird or do you think like maybe he has something in the works with Drake is why he ain't saying nothing? I you know what when I, I tell people this about Gibbs, when people talk about he not, Gibbs is a strategist. He never knows when that Aubrey call might come. The last thing he needs to do is burn that bridge before he even gets a chance to go over it. Yeah, that's what uh, we, we talked about on an Audible Records. Like, hey, maybe this is kind of like, if he hasn't already talked to Drake about doing a song, maybe this is kind of like an olive branch just to show, like, hey, nigga, look what I just did to your, your, your shit. Like, so that was I, 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 I like doing him and Lupe did it, but I like biasly I like Gibbs more. <laughs> as much as I like Lupe, uh, it's like uh, now nah, Gibbs Vice or Fortune is a little bit better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Lupe still keeping up his his beef with Kid Cudi. I don't know if you saw the tweets when. He yeah, was- I saw. <laughs> yeah, because. It, because it was the same night, like I said, he was asking for champagne poetry. Mm. It was all on the same night. And I was like, like, because people were talking, he was like, oh, I'm listening to CLB right now. And I was like, how do you feel about that, Cuddy? Fuck Cuddy. Yeah, that's pretty much what the the tweet. And it was over. And he just kept going on about Cuddy. And I was like, yeah, it's not me to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, because I I saw he had tweeted and deleted about like three or four different tweets. (laughs) 
I'm yeah. Like, I'm he, like, Luke, yeah, Luke. because literally it's, people just kept asking about Cuddy. Talking about, it's, are they ever going to solve the beef? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? He just kept going on and on. So, yeah. It was, an, it, it was a waste of being up that night because it basically went from, ah, oh, man, this is a pretty good album, Aubrey, to, I hate that God, I hate. And I was like, okay, this is stupid. So, Fuck that nigga. <laughs> I still can't stand him. And speaking of stupidity, and we're going to get into the Versus for a second, but um, I'm just going to go through What If. The, the, okay. For everybody who don't know, What If is a series of Marvel, like it's a Marvel series on Disney Plus about what if certain events happen differently? Or what if something or an occurrence happened that, that could have changed everything? Okay. So, can I do a spoiler alert? Can I do, I'm gonna do a spoiler alert. This is a spoiler alert. If you have not seen this, I will fast forward like five minutes, right? So check me out. So check me out. All right, so the What If episode, the most recent one, is What If Killmonger Saved Tony Stark? All right, so, of course, we all know um, Eric Killmonger went to Eric Stevens. He's not even called Killmonger, and that's due to the fact that he's just a regular military guy at this point. Um, Eric Stevens, of course, graduated from Annapolis, I believe, is the story. Um, Decorated veteran he saves tony stark fast forward him and tony stark start working together outside of him and roadie and stuff like that he makes of course killmonger slash michael b jordan loves anime so he makes gundam looking drones and of course eric stevens slash killmonger is not an engineer he is a soldier that's what he does so they were kind of faulty. Tony Stark works on them. Um, he gives him his, vibra- his vibranium ring to melt down and to put to put into the um, droids. Okay, fast forward. They use the droid in some kind of thing to acquire something from a uh, claw. Was in the, of course, everybody knows what claw is. All of a sudden, Killmonger kills Rhodey. He kills Rhodey. He kills Rhodey. Then he kills Black Panther. And then all of a sudden, everybody knows he did it. But everyone's like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? I'm like, nobody's stopping him. So then he shows up to Wakanda. And they all know he did it. Pepper Potts knows he did it. Nobody is stopping this dude. So then they give him full power with Wakanda. He's not the king because in this in this what if King T'Chaka is still alive. Uh-huh. Right. <sighs> that the, the first two deaths right here already messed me up because I'm sitting there like, you've already ruined the story. Like basically, Thanos is gonna fight who? Hawkeye? Falcon? Who's he gonna like? Like, but Captain Marvel, Carol Devers, Nick Fury ain't got many people he can call now. Once he got rid of um, Rhodey and the Black Panther, who was he going to call? The Ghostbusters. Doctor Strange? 
who is no one's coming through the door at this point peter parker is still like what in middle school he ain't even he ain't even seen the spider yet this is ruined Thor's at home, bro. Black Widow's in Russia. Like this, this is already ruined. They don't even at this point. They're not even gonna know where to find um Captain America. So he ain't coming. So I was like, okay, this is already bad. This is already bad. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, he kills Tony. Who I don't care. I I don't know who the voice actor was, but let me tell you something. I hate you. They could have paid uh, Robert Downey Jr. extra 50K, 100K or something to get him to do that. Because that guy annoyed me because I said, that is not my Tony. That is not my Tony Stark. That is not my favorite. If you know me when it comes to Iron Man, I love Iron Man with a passion. So even if you remember when the show was called something else, I wore Iron Man shoes. Feel me? I love Iron Man. This is not, that was not my Tony. That was not my Tony Stark. And I was disgusted. I was disappointed. Every time he talked, I moaned and groaned and got mad. I would say title alert. That's not my Tony. That was not my Tony. That might be, that might be it. This is not Tony. I'm going to have like a picture of that what if Tony Stark. And then they they did, how they did him, they made sure you knew it wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Because he didn't even look like Robert Downey Jr. He looked like he didn't. He didn't even look as good as the anime uh, Tony Stark in the in the anime Iron Man series. He looked like some generic dude that works at like Apple Store or something like that. Yeah. I hated it. But anyway, he killed the fake Tony Stark. AK, <laughs> hey, there's no Captain America. There's no nobody. So then he has these droids invade Wakanda. He stops them. But little did they know. He had a Stark Enterprise button that started them all back up, and it pretty much attacked the whole freaking thing. Then before you know it, Shuri and Pepper are sitting there saying, you realize that Eric Stevens, a.k.a. Killmonger, killed all these people. And they're like, yeah, but what are we going to do about it? Then it freaking ends. And I said, this makes Eric Stevens the smartest person in the marvel universe he is the master manipulator because there's no way you killed three main characters bro iron man war machine and black panther and nobody got you bro nobody and i believe he killed he still killed claw <laughs> bro there is no mcu if eric stevens <laughs> saves tony stark there is no because everything because everything that happens after he saves Tony if he kills them that's it end of story <laughs> right there's, there's no Thanos there's nothing <laughs> there is how, how long are these episodes because uh, like 30 it's like 30 minutes they're all like 30 minute episodes yeah because I was like because just don't listen to like the reviews on far I was like damn a lot be going on in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on in these episodes. The only one I say it really wasn't, like it, it, I told you, really wasn't going on, wasn't a lot going on. It was episode one. Captain yeah, I like, Carter. I, yeah, I've heard a Captain lot. Carter was stupid. Captain Carter was stupid because basically, if you basically all the story was, 
is if you replace Agent Carter, if you replace Steven Rogers with Agent Carter, that's the new cap. That's Captain Carter. Yeah, it's stupid because basically everything still happens how it happened in the first movie. Yeah, because the uh the overall that uh since Bucky that still that, loses that, his arm, y'all. <laughs> They're like this nigga still bruh, bruh. I said that like this. I'm like, this ain't nothing but the first movie, but Agent Carter's Captain America. What is this? What is this? <laughs> I said, but hey, I, I like okay. For everybody who's watched What If, the best one is the Doctor Strange episode. That is the best one so far because it actually makes sense. <laughs> that's what I've heard so far. It's the one that makes sense. The re- like I said, the Killmonger one makes no sense. You basically said, you know what? If we really want to end the MCU and never put out a movie again, we would just have Eric Killmonger. I'm sorry, Eric Stevens slash Killmonger just come on in and save Tony and just knock them off. So there is no Avenger movies ever because <laughs> who's going to put them together? Who's going to give them? Who's going to be their unlimited access of money? Because there's no suits. Like I said, Pepper can't put a suit on. Um, they can't bring back uh, Terrence Howard. They can't do anything. It's over. Sp- Spider-Man ain't getting no suits. Again, Spider-Man is in like middle school at this point. He ain't even high school. He ain't even met Tony yet. He's still gonna be wearing that cloth, that, that, that cloth and the hoodie and whatever. That's if he even gets hit by that radioactive spider. <laughs> we don't even know. We don't even know now because you've ruined the timeline to the point we don't know what's gonna happen. Does Spider Man still exist? Eric Hillmarker has taken away Tony Stark to where he has no mentor now. It, it, I hate that episode. Um, let me talk about something I should do want to talk about because I'm getting mad about it all over again. It was the worst episode of What If ever. Because I said, basically, you just said, if Eric Killmonger was a fairly decent man, we'd get nothing. We'd get nothing. <laughs> Everything that we love about the Avengers saga would have never happened. Because that man would have knocked off all, like, three of the main people in the Avengers. What part of the game is that? And we wouldn't have found Captain America. Why? Because he'd still be frozen somewhere. But who would find him? Tony wouldn't be able to find him. Nobody would find him. So I so you tried to make me hate Eric Killmonger. I don't. I hate whoever wrote that stupid episode. <laughs> and the watcher, okay, this is what pissed me off too. The watcher saw all of this, right? He's like, eh. I said, what? <laughs> You're right to say something. I said, you said something to Dr. Strange. You were talking, the watcher talked to him. He said, what, who is that? And he said, I see everything. You should have done this, this has to reverse. And all this stuff. And I said, but you did not do this while Eric Steven was killing everybody. He said, this is how the timeline's supposed to go in this universe. Man, he's a big lie. <laughs> He's a liar. Um, oh man, the actor that um does it, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, my man Jeffrey Wright. Um, speaking of which, it made me laugh because um 
Um, I watch I watch What If with uh Andrew. Shout out to my best friend Andrew. He was laughing at me because I said Jeffrey Wright. He, Martin Luther King, I call him Martin Luther King. He said, "Why do you call him Martin Luther King?" I said, "He played Martin Luther King." He said, "No, he didn't." I said, "Yes, he did. He played Martin Luther King, like in a oh one movie called Boycott." He looked it up. He said, "Oh my God, he did." That's what I told you. I said, "Jeffrey Wright is right up there with like uh, Giancarlo Esposito to me." Oh. A brother who has played so many good roles and you just don't remember. And for some reason, like one is black, one is Italian, but they both play like Hispanic people in movies. <laughs> right. So, I, I like, don't know. They both play Dominican. Like yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. And like I said, Jeffrey Wright has played a Dominican, Puerto Rican in movies too, mm-hmm. where they just basically like thinking just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I believe, I want to say Lazalon, but Lazalonzo's done it too, and he he just likes kidding. Um, There's a lot of, I don't know why they do it to brothers. They make them play Latinos. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, Jeffrey Wright just know. Well, he literally was standing over while Sherry uh, Sherry and Pepper were talking. I'm like, you're not going to do nothing. You're just going to let this happen. Well, that's the fate of the universe. Like, no. You took away our universe. Everything, because you took out everything that was supposed to happen. So basically, you took out the whole Iron Man saga. You took out the Avengers saga. So the only thing left now is for Eric Stevens, Killmonger, to find Thanos, like he did, like they did when they cut his head off. While he was chilling at home, eating eating oatmeal with a little raisin in it. Uh, or maybe, But I think Thanos is more of a grits guy, you know. You know why he eating his grits? Just cut his head off, and, and he be he be like, "Who are you?" And then I'll be, yeah, just just have Eric Kilmer just knock everybody off in the like the Marvel universe. Even Namor the Submariner just go underwater, just like blast him or something. You know what I'm saying? Like since you just want to just kill people off. <sighs> this should have been its own episode because I really hated that episode. But anyway, um. <laughs> On a lighter note, and this will be the last thing we talk about, is um, Large Joseph versus Jeffrey Atkins. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Cartag- Cartagena and Mr. versus Mr. Atkins in the duel of the who was really who had J Lo on more uh, tracks. In 2003, <laughs> the Versus, as we like to call it here. Um, so, yeah, Fat Joe went against Ja Rule. Are you Eddie? Uh, I had, I had um, my family laughing because that was actually Jay's favorite song. I'm Real was his favorite song growing He was a little kid, and he would always sing J-Lo's part. He loved that song. He would do both, then he would like literally rap and do he was seen the whole song. Like he knew the whole song word for word. It was great. Um, shout out to mom, um, baby brother. So yeah, it was filled with guests. You had uh Lil Mo, Vita, Ash Auntie, um, Nelly. Yeah. You had a lot of that going on. Like I said, um, a lot of people trying to say, oh man, Jod, you know, oh man, Fat Joe was just playing Biggie Pun, big pun and Biggie and this now. I said, nah, he was just doing hip hop. 
But then when yeah. he did do his songs, y'all had to remember he had more than all the way up and like, you know what I'm saying, uh lean back. Yeah, because I definitely was one of those people because I said it to you. I was like, yo, my man is playing like two or three songs in a row that ain't got nothing to and do with the thing. I was like, I was like, dog, you paying homage, bro. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shout, shout out to Ice, um, the JVP, because he also said the same thing on, on their podcast. But, uh, like, Joe's, uh, Fat Joe and Joe Budden both said that they're like, yo. That was he terrible. Was, he, 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 like, he was signed to them. They're like, of course. Like, he was the like, executive producer on those. Because that's all, like, uh, go, we're going to talk about executive producers in a second, because we're going to talk about another uh, Versus that's supposed to happen that Josh kind of slept through. <laughs> but I made him aware of that it actually is happening. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I ended up watching the whole video the next day. Well, not watch it, but listening to the whole thing while mm-hmm. you know, it was in my pocket while I was at work. I was like, damn, 99 minutes. But before I knew it, I was like, shit, the thing is over. It was entertaining. It was yeah. Entertaining, I said, so. Just listening to it, I was like laughing the whole time. But, yeah, um, I, I saw Fat Joe, because he, 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 he said something actually in, in that um, – Thing that live uh, at the beginning, he basically saying like, "Yo, yeah, he was signing me. Of course, I was gonna play his stuff." <laughs> Joe Button said, "I wish he actually would have played more <laughs> big, big pun stuff." Big pun stuff. Me too. I was waiting for like, I was waiting for like some of my favorite songs, um, like Hundred Percent and all that stuff like that. <laughs> I was actually waiting for a few more songs. I was like, "Keep playing." Well, you know me. I I love um, big pun. Um, I'm big. Not not a fan of the things that. You know, his children and wife had to go through, but him as an artist was one of my favorites growing up. So, yeah, I was like, w- one of the artists I've told you that you're like surprised, like, damn, you actually know his catalog? He yeah. actually knows his catalog. <laughs> and I, because when they come like old school, when Josh talks to me about old school stuff, he'll bring up some random 2000 album. I'm like, what? You mean when he was like out on his way out the dope? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that man passed then. What do you mean? Like, nah, you don't know when he was alive? Nah, I'm like, oh. Damn Big pun. Big pun, he surprised me. Yeah, like the other day, um, on an audible ruckus, they were talking about, they were like, yeah, this is in the movie Fly. They were like, oh, yeah, this is probably a movie that uh, Smiles is not. I was like, I've actually seen it. They're like, what? <laughs> that is so random. Any other time, we're like, did you see this movie? No. See this movie? No. But we said, <laughs> Oh, the, we would love a fly remake, and it was and you're like, yeah, I've actually seen that movie. And then going to describe, I was like, yeah, they're like smiles. You are so weird. <laughs> like he, he's like you be you have seen some of the most random stuff, or like the more widely known shit we've been talking about. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. No, yeah, not at all. <laughs> so I was yeah. like. You, you always catch me off guard. Yeah, you always catch me off guard. I'm like, you seen it? I was like, I'll be jumping. I'm like, you've like, seen it? What? You never heard this classic album, but you randomly were like, yeah, I've heard all of Big Pun's catalog, but you... <laughs> I remember, yeah, baby, like it was yesterday. I'm like, how? How? You were 10 years ago. I was like, you were like 11. I was 10. No, you know, you was like 12. I was 10. <laughs> but like, you don't know like the first like Wu-Tang members albums, but you've never heard, heard that. Never heard any of those. No. 36 Chambers, never heard of it. I'm like, oh, well, get out of my face. <laughs> oh, you know which, did, did, 
Uh, soon they were t- tell you about his dad buying the Wu Tang Clan album. Yeah, he told me. <laughs> he, he told me that today, and I was like, "That is hilarious." It's funny. Yeah, he thought it. Was, yeah, he thought it was like an Asian album. Yeah, he was like, he thought he, thought he was gonna get like some some Chinese like chanting folklore music. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, but he hey. got the jizza, the rizza, the ghost face killer. <laughs> he was like, but he loved it, and he was like, hey. And then when he when I was here, he was like that was that was how he introduced me to hip hop. I was like, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, Asian man thinking he about to get <laughs> He thought he was gonna be on some real he thought he's gonna really hear something. And then I'll say here, like I said, the Rizza, the Jizza, the ghost face killer, the chef. <laughs> Here's the hardest things that's that Staten Island has ever produced. And I can't forget about my boy LDB. Yeah, man. Like, that is hilarious. But no, nah, it's funny because we both got the same favorite Wu Tang member. <laughs> and I look at when you told me, oh, I didn't listen to this. I'm like, but you a fan. <laughs> I said, no, nah, it, it's because, like I said, my favorite, like we were talking about, I said, what's your favorite ghost face? And you said, the RB album. Mm. Um, ghost Dini, I believe it is. Yeah, because I was like, that was like one of the first ones I heard. And you're like, what? <laughs> Not Supreme Clientele. Like, <laughs> not Supreme Clientele. I was like, I, I'll give you, because look, I'll give you Supreme Clientele or something like that. Or the Pretty Tony album. I would never be like, well, you ain't never listened to Iron Man? Of course. Of course you have. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. That's, 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 more, that's me. That's, that's how I became a fan. That's still one of my favorite albums to this day. I <laughs> love Iron Man. He's like, you, you haven't even heard Bulletproof Rock? I'm like, no. nope. I was What's like, that? "What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." I literally was like, uh, "I've heard everything from Fish Scale on." <laughs> I was like, "The good stuff was Iron Man on, <laughs> on down." <laughs> that was the good stuff. That was a real. I mean, nah, I like all of Ghost Album. I especially like the ones he do now with uh. I just get that brother name. Cheap. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, I, mean, I like that, but um, Adrian Young, I believe. Oh I, yeah, I believe yeah, the, yeah, Adrian Young ones. Yes. Yeah, I li- I like those. So um so yeah. Um yeah, I like I like when goes I like when goes face works with him. Um so yeah. But anyway, yeah, back to the verses. Um like I said, it was cool seeing John do all his stuff because like I said, y'all let that goof fifty cent let y'all forget that Jada was giving y'all some of the hardest songs. Mm. of the late 90s early 2000s not just the r&b stuff not just the pop tart chart stuff i'm talking about like holla holla um can i get a um new york which they performed at the end thank goodness because i was waiting on that yeah i figured Um, i'm probably wait to do that last yeah i was i was like man that's like y'all hottest song um so yeah he like clap back Cause I've noticed that with the the verses, like if any of the artists got songs together, they always wait to do that. Oh, you know the most, my favorite one because it was the most awkward one, the Jeezy Gucci one. <laughs> when they did so <laughs> icy, I was like, I'm sorry, no, I would have said, you know what, I we were going to do all so icy, but after everything that uh, Radrick Davis said at the end of this, I got to go home. Goodbye. And then I just I would have just put my jacket on and left. I was like, <laughs> and now they're going on tour together. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, money talks. Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, damn, it's not like, hey, he gonna be at some of the shows and he gonna take over at the other shows. Like, no, nah, we gonna, go gonna be on the road together. Uh. Yeah, put him in the dirt. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like my least. That was like my most favorite one because that was like the awkwardest moment in life. They said, remember when we kind of got along before you shot and killed my friend? Uh-huh. Let's do so icy. So icy. And I was like, ah. I said, that was the last thing I'd do. I would have walked away. But in the middle of all of this, Jermaine Dupree, formerly known as Mr. Janet Jackson, was outside of Madison Square Garden saying, Diddy, I want to challenge you to a versus. And this is when Sean Combs said, your arms are too small to box with God. Give me Andre Young. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, his name is Andre Young. Too. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Andre Young. Not Adrian Young, Andre Young. Give me Andre Young, a.k.a. the doctor, a.k.a. Mr. Aftermath, death row himself, Dr. Trey. And I said that, and I said, at least Jermaine Dupree has at least pushed a button in the studio. So this would be rather interesting. And then I said, what R&B hits does Dr. Dre have? Yes, hip hop. Yes, go go ahead. You know what? You know what's so sad? I can only name one. And that's like Mary J. Blige's song. You know which one it was. And um, Black Street's No Diggity. Oh, yeah. Family Affair, Family Affair, Mary J. Blige's Family mm-hmm. Affair. And Black Street's No Diggity. Those are the only two I can name. <laughs> Those are like the only two I can name off the, off the top of my head. Yeah, those are the only two. Because, yes, Family Affair by, yeah, Family Affair was produced by Dr. Dre. And No yeah. Diggity, I believe, was Teddy Riley and Dr. Dre. Because Dr. Yeah. Dre was also featured on there, too. Yeah, because so. me, it's like, yo, this is why Jermaine Dupree makes more sense. Because with a Jermaine Dupree versus Diddy oh, battle, and that I was like the biggest disrespect too. I want to. I'm see, glad you I, said that. I want to see five to ten R and B hits in this twenty. And also the fact that like Swiss is right. Hey, we might have to extend this to like thirty or forty rounds. I, I, forty is way too much for me. I'm not going to pay this. I'll pay it to the thirty. But if y'all gonna do forty, yeah. I'm like. Hey, I'm if it goes in the 40s, look, if it went in the 40, you would just be like, basically, this is the shot version. This is the shot portion of the show because you will look at the whole thing. <laughs> I will sit there and look at the whole thing because I, I, well, you know, we're both fans of music, but when it comes to like who's the more enthusiastic about music, it's Josh in a sense. Especially if they do it during, during the middle of the week, like, Y'all yeah. do this shit on a Tuesday, Wednesday again. Mm-mm. Y'all know niggas got to go to work. Like, y'all need to do this on a Friday night, Saturday night, even like a, even a Sunday afternoon, evening. I would do, but no middle of the week shit. No niggas got to get up and go to work. So y'all need to stop this with this middle of the week bullshit. Give it to like the lower tier, like niggas that you know y'all think like uh, this one. Might not get a lot of people, so you know, let's do it on a Wednesday. You know, maybe we want to do like Chingy versus I don't know, 
I know some other. Some Chingy other versus like, Murphy Lee or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Chingy versus Jake Wan. Right. <laughs> Which uh, I actually posted earlier on my music impulse page. I was like, yeah, if it was like a 10 song um, versus Chingy could give some niggas yeah, uh, a run for their money. Yeah, because I was like, he got Easy. a good, I was like, he got a good five to seven strong hits. Jermaine, look, you know, Jermaine Dupree probably gonna play that too. He that, could play that. Because that's actually how I right there. It. Yeah, because this I, is I, what I told her. I like the way you do it right there. But anyway, how I really feel about the one thing, and and it's because this is Josh's favorite song. Because Diddy asked him, he said, name uh Jermaine Dupree R and B record they play right now and i was like yeah that's what I, said. I was like they play let's get married people right. get married every every other day what do you mean right i was like i was like diddy what do you you know you just put your foot in your mouth by saying that see first of all like i you hear that almost now you know tiktok and that's like almost every other wedding tiktok video <laughs> <laughs> like jermaine dupree what do you mean and like he has a whole bunch of mariah at records and people still play us like that, and we belong together, and all types. I'm like, he wrote confessions. Yeah, the whole album. Doo-doo. It was him. He wrote the whole thing. Y'all know what this is. <laughs> and another thing, escape, and escape. And people, I'm tired of telling people this over the years. The song is not about Chili. The song is about Jermaine Dupri's daughter being born he was with another woman and he got another lady pregnant which turned out to be his daughter shania yeah it's not about usher Usher, look i'm glad you said that usher look confessions has never been about usher and chili (laughs) right and And that's what makes it more enjoy and you know what that's what actually made it more enjoyable for me because i was like this has nothing to do with him that to me put Usher in the storyteller category. He just told a very good story. Yeah, it's based on someone else's life, but he told a very good story. Yep. And then it's like another thing. It's like people, the herpes thing is not real. He didn't have herpes. The lady came out and said that she lied about it. I mean, like a hundred times over. I mean, she could have paid him underneath the, behind the scenes, and then nah, she, she, yeah, but you don't pay, you don't pay nobody about nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And enough creams and antibiotic in the world. <laughs> I was like, yo, people just like, like make that okay. But yeah, Puff, come on, dog. Nah, he really disrespected JD. That's the one thing I did not like. Because he kept saying, give me Dr. Dre. And I was like, Dr. Dre, like somebody, like Snoop. Speaking of this, Snoop really disappointed me not knowing who Thanos was. But anyway, somebody said that. Dre is like Thanos. And I said, yes. You're not winning. Diddy, JD, nobody's winning yet. Right. You're not winning. I just, like like I said, no diggity. When I said that, I'm like, man, that's like not even 1%. <laughs> that's, that's, he probably said that with Teddy. And look, man, this is a throwaway. But you can use it. You want it? Okay. You just put your little twist on this. Like, that's just like with Teddy. Like, Teddy and Babyfaces was disappointing because I looked at Teddy like, bro, you should just play the Dangerous album and just laughed at him and be like, hey, I'm with Michael Jackson. I'm good, bro. 
just listen to this. <laughs> but, you know, that was the whole thing with that. I was just very disappointed in, like, Diddy not giving JD his props. And then the funny thing was, in the middle of the thing, yeah, I was like, you played the Welcome to Atlanta remix with you on it. And that's produced by who? The guy you said cannot compete with you. Right. <laughs> and Snoop was like, hey, I'm on this. <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm on this too. And I was like, that's why I had to shake my head at Diddy. Like, you kind of proved JD's point that he can't compete with you because you played a song that he produced with you on it. <laughs> right. you, proved his, you proved him right. Like, Look, you just played one of my songs. <laughs> you just played one of my songs. And you own them. And you own the song. You that's not your song. That's my song. So and then I like when JD just played like a little bit of confessions, I sat off his phone. I just sat back like Diddy's in for like uh, this is this is, everybody's like, Diddy already won. I'm like, no. Jay, y'all about to be woken up because if you're fans of Jermaine Dupree like me and Josh, this is a very, very fair battle. Right. This is very, very fair. Because they basically started at the beginning. Um, like, they both got songs with Jay-Z. They both got songs uh, with Mariah, um, Pharrell, um, Snoop. Um, you just break it down, it's like... And Jermaine Dupree pretty much was kind of the father of a whole generation of music with crunk music because he's the one that signed Lil John. Yeah, so he can play some of that. <laughs> crisscross. Like he's talking about, you can't bone just win crisscross. I'm like, no, crisscross, bone pressure. Like you literally like even Swiss said he should have just played that. And I said, Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, JD didn't want to play none of that stuff because he would have had Diddy shook. Cause I'm like, you literally said this man came can't meet you. I said, bro, he's about to annihilate you. Because the difference between you and him is you're an executive producer. JD is a producer. You're not understanding this. Like, yeah, you can play a whole bunch of Biggie all day, but track masters and all those guys were the guys in that studio. You were not in that studio, my boy. JD was in the studio. You well, no, you were in the studio dancing. And tell them how you wanted it to sound. But JD was at the boards. And that's all I got to say about that. So we can go ahead in this episode. Um, like I said, Tuesday, uh, the Kickback app. Please download the Kickback app. Um, we're on all streaming platforms. Like pretty much all of them. Shy um, versus Smiles. S-H-A-D-V-S-S-M-I-L-E-Z. Um, Sean Miller on Instagram. Sean Miller 13 on Twitter. Young Corbin on YouTube. Um, and Not a Ruckus on YouTube. Um, I'm going to let Josh finish this off because I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh, don't forget Pegasus City Saints on all Social, uh, not social media, but um, streaming sites also. Told um, you. I know if we got some, and I'm I was, on I was that like, show. I was like, I was like, no, not social media, streaming sites. <laughs> um, 
and then just music impulse m-u-s-i-c-m-p-u-l-s-e on uh all social media sites and that's pretty much it you know that was it so yeah like i said man that's it episode 16 we got another one next week when i come back from new york like i said when y'all listen to this i am going to be somewhere in new york city wilding profiling styling uh you see if you see me with the pepsi watch on it is not a rolly it's a timex don't rob me don't rob me new york it's a timex <laughs> you're gonna be don't don't look pay attention to the name not the bezel trust me it's a timex <laughs> But other than that, like I said, I think outside of it being like dirty and smoggy, you know, you know, California smoggy, but I heard that's like dirty, dirty. Um, can't wait to see you, New York. Uh, like I said, when you hear this, I will be in New York already. But yeah, can't wait to see. Right now, I am probably um, eating a chopped cheese, drinking a fago outside of the corner store. Asking um, people what we're about to get into today because I want to commit a few crimes while I'm out there. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We out. Yeah.